Welcome back to Talking Supercoach with Streety and Oz. And after spending a grand total of one podcast face to face, it's back to the digital world, Streety. Back to the digital world. We had a wonderful weekend. Congratulations again to River and Annalise. And thank you for having us along to your beautiful wedding. Uh, but uh, only one podcast face to face, Streety. And we're back on our beloved Zoom. Yep. Yep. Was, uh, it was a good weekend, mate. Ran out of time. Uh, I think we'd planned to do a few more, but you know, because we had to move around the old uh, Nagambi Caravan Park and Motel a few times, uh, ran ran out of time. So yeah, back to back to Zoom to smash out a couple of the final shows before we get stuck into before round one begins in. I don't even know what it is. Less than seventy-two hours. It's something like that, mate. That's scary. Don't put it in hours because uh, that mm. makes me panic. Because I am confident with about four of my selections so far. We're obviously going to recap uh, where our teams are at just before the start of round one. The purpose of today's show is to do our predictions and rankings for the midfield, the big points winners. Um, and honestly, I think there could be some variability here because this is the line that collectively, I think it's fair to say, Streety, we've had the uh, most different looking teams and also the least faith in a lot of these expensive players. So I'm very intrigued to see who you have ranked one through 10 for the midfield today, mate. Yeah, mate. Uh, to be honest, it's, I reckon it's one of those ones that over the course of the preseason, I've become more comfortable in some of the midfielder picks. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I think there's... Um, as I said, my team's been locked in for a little while and still haven't changed it, which is uh, I need to make sure I don't because like if I've had it locked <laughs> in for like a week and a bit now, I would hate to think what I could do damage wise in the next 72 hours. Uh, so, but no, looking forward to uh, yeah getting stuck into the mids. Well, why don't I kick us off? I think you led off most of the way through our mm-hmm. defenders show um, and I'm happy to kick off the midfielders. So who do I have ranked number one? I've, I've got Lockie Neal ranked number one. I, I tried. I looked for alternatives. I really played around with it somehow getting him to drop down. I still think he'll be the highest scoring midfielder. Um, I do think, though, however, he will drop away by about 10 points on what he averaged last year. I've got him averaging 124 straighty, but I still have him coming in on top uh, by the time this season is run and won. Uh, yeah, mate, I can't argue there and I will not argue. Everyone knows how much I love Lockie Neal. So I do also have him dropping. Like I've only got him at 125, uh, but that still is comfortably the number one averaging midfielder in the game. And uh, yeah, for players averaging 125, he's not easy to get in despite the fact that, yes, he will drop a bit in money over the course of the season. So firmly locked away my side and I am excited for the first time ever uh, to start Lockie Neal and uh, hopefully watch him dominate like he has the last two seasons over the opening couple of rounds. If he doesn't, I honestly give up. <laughs> Gosh, I hope that happens. I don't. Oh, there would be nothing better than Lockie Neal coming out with a 75 and a 92 and just, oh, that podcast would be so fun. Um, all right, pretty boring uh, in terms of off the top, Lockie Neal. I have only one other player averaging over 120 in the midfield, um, and he plays for the GWS Giants, mate. Josh Kelly, I've got averaging 121 this year. He's going to be injury-free. He's not going to have an awkward concussion game in the first quarter. He's going to play out every minute of every game. He's fit. He's ready. 121 for Josh Kelly, second-ranked midfielder, mate. Mm, I don't have Josh Kelly 
uh, as my second highest in average. Uh, that's that, I think that's about ten points lower than what you predicted last year. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward definitely. to next year's pod where you think he's going to average one eleven because uh, he's been injured again and you know can't get through a season. But no, I, I like Josh. I, I do really like Josh. Um, if it wasn't for you know his trends and his injury history over the last few weeks, years, sorry, um, I, I would probably pick him. He's unbelievably unpopular. Like it still blows my mind that he's in sub six percent of teams. Uh, when you look at the players, like he's definitely the one who has the most potential. Uh, is that know, because of GWS, mate? Like, I, I've been trying to work this out. I, like, why? Why is it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you got five sitting there next to him at the same price, using 25% of teams, and has proven over a longer period of time that he can't play out a season and has been sort of, you know, uh, said that it's gonna, he's going to do a 60-40 split. So mm. if you're putting those two against each other, I'm picking Kelly every day of the week and then some. So, yeah, I, I don't understand it, to be honest, mate. Strange one, strange one. But yeah, he's my number two, mate. Who you got sitting second? Uh, I've actually got Tom Mitchell. Uh, so, I mean, once again, like I'm just weirdly obsessed with Titch uh, to the point that, you know, I would consider put him into my side for round one, which is just dumb. Like it goes against everything that you know, you really should be doing uh, with zero preseason and, you know, someone who gets a lot of points from contested possessions and tackles and all the things that his shoulder injury uh, would potentially not allow him to do. So, yeah, but I do think that these new game style and, you know, the, the fact that uh, he's Hawthorne, he's playing for Hawthorne, they don't have many other players taking points off him that, you know, once he does get himself fit and, might take a couple of weeks. Uh, he'll get up to, I've got him at 118. So I've got quite a drop between Lockie Neal and my second highest average in uh, midfielder, which is, which is Titch. I, Matt, we, we've, next year we need to find new podcast hosts and do two separate podcasts. Um, I love Titch. We all know that as well. I've got him sitting at number three. I've got him <laughs> averaging 119. So there you go. Very, very similar. Everything you just said. Uh, and the, the big one that gets me with um, with Tom Mitchell is that last point you made. Like who is taking points off Tom Mitchell? Mm. Um, and he's such an accumulator. Yes, he's going to be have less contested footy just with the nature of the game and more open style. But that more open style, I think, is going to result in those accumulators that just find the footy doing that even more so. Um, and so I think if he just spends all of his time in the centre square waddling around, racking up, you know, uncontested marks and little handballs, yep. I, I think he's a safe bet. And I'm much like you, mate, as we talked about in the last pod, I believe, I'm very, very tempted to slide him in there um, to my starting squad. Yep, yep. Don't think I'll do it uh, and I don't want to do it. But, well, that's a lie. I do want to do it, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to make sure I don't. Uh, and we'll obviously make him a, a pretty early upgrade target. Uh, and because I am starting your Lockie Neals and Gorns and Grundies, uh, that gives me the flexibility to do that, uh, which is one of the other positives of those big boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, mate. Have you – you just went through, Titch. Yes, yeah, he was turn. third, yep. Uh, number three for me, I've got Jack McRae. Mm-hmm. So he's, must admit, and we've talked about it a little bit, has uh, from from his game last weekend, he's I've probably put his average up a couple of points. Uh, just for the fact that A, forgot how good he was, B, these new rules, I think, suit him. And C, it seemed like, once again, he wasn't the one that's going to be pushed out. So, yeah, I think that pretty much Trelaw is going to take Bailey Smith's role. Uh, and the other mids in your Bont and Jack will do what they did last year. So, yeah, I've got Jack at 118 as well. Yeah, I think it's a very reasonable statement. I think 
that was the big takeaway from the Bulldogs game. So fair enough to have him sitting at number three. All of the players we've listed as well so far for both of our top three, they're the, they're the players that have the potential to churn out a string of games over 150. Um, it's pretty – all of these players have that sort of high-scoring – um, high-end scoring, but they can do it week on week on week. And I think that's what separates them in Supercoach from the likes of the Bont, um, who I, spoilers, may not be in my list, um, but can have a 200, but then can have a couple of weeks of 80. And so I think all of those players make a lot of sense. Mitchell, in terms of starting, God, that's scary. But anyway, you're not going to like my next one, mate. I caved. I've caved. And I, after much back and forth throughout preseason, I looked myself in the mirror and I said, if Nathan Fife starts the season and has 140, 150, 160, and then gets injured, I'll live with it because his his scoring potential is ridiculous, even if he does play forward. And his ratio is unlike almost anything we've seen in the game from fantasy through to super coach scoring. So I have him at number four, averaging 118, so just a couple of points up on what he averaged last year. Um, and I just don't think moving forward is really going to hurt him that much. Mm, do you have any aside? I don't. I don't, but that's just managing some risk because I've got Kelly as well. Oh, um, look at you. So. I'm so proud of you. Um, <laughs> that's good. No, no, no. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't mind it. I mean, Fife, an absolute gun. Uh, I'm just not sure. what he, like, he, he played that role in the back half of last year and sort of, you know, was more that 110 to 115 type. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think with the injury game or two also hurting his average. Um, I don't think he'll go quite that high. I think the other thing just with Fife, the other point that I didn't make there is I think Freo will be one of the big risers this year. And I do think they're going to get a lot more of the pie when it comes to scoring. Um, and so I've, I've got them starting to really jump up the ladder. And I think that Fife's obviously going to be an integral part of that. So yeah, yeah. I also just love him. So it's not fair enough, mate. All right, my number four, uh, I got Zach Merritt. Mate, he is the player that I have just really latched onto in the last week and a half uh, to the point that it went from, nah, would never consider him to someone that I'd be like, well, he could be the highest average in midfield in the game. Uh, but I've got a little bit conservative. I've got a bit of 117. Uh, but yeah, I, that, we've spoken about it. I just really like Zach. Uh, and I think he's everything about him. Uh, screams that he's going to have a really good year, uh, super coach wise, durable as well. So, yeah, I've got him at uh, 117, number four. Yep, fair call. I have him in my top 10, spoilers, not as high as you do. But for the my remaining uh, picks, so from five, six, seven, eight, nine down through to 10, there's only four points between them. So, let's, yeah, anyone that you're listing uh, and anyone that I'm listing, I'm, it is a, a little bit um, little bit similar. But anyway, uh, five, I've got McRae as well. I've got him averaging 117, so just down slightly. The only reason I'm dropping it a little bit on last year is there are points for Trelaw, despite what people say about the role. Yep, role looked great. Yep, all the guns will still get all the possessions, but Trelaw will get 25 possessions a game. He will soak up a hundred points uh, from somewhere. So I've just got him dropping a bit, but you're right. He's, he's safe as houses. He's actually in my team at the minute. Yeah, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm less confident than you. So yep. we'll, well, I just, I just don't think he's going to be bad. So, no, he's and no. he's capable of monsters. So, and his bad scores aren't bad. So like, if, you know, if he gets a couple of hundreds, he backs it up with a you know, 150 or something. And you know, that gets himself to, I don't know, 117 average or whatever you said, like that's still, mm-hmm. you know, eight, seven, eight below what he's done the last two years. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, not like Jack, obviously. Uh, I've got Clayton as my next one, number five. 
So mm-hmm. he's one that, yeah, to be honest, I was massive on early in the preseason. Uh, he's not on my side at the moment, mainly because he didn't play a soreness. Like, I don't think that's a great sign. Uh, but, yeah, he's probably almost of a lot of the players we've mentioned so far, safest in terms of durability and role uh, because you know that he'll play despite the injury, even 22 games, pure midfield for the D's. So, yeah, I see him dropping slightly on last year, but still averaging, you know, I think I've got 117 there, which is the same as my last few players, but roughly about that. <laughs> yeah, I've looked to, with that spoilers, of, at number six, I've got Clayton Oliver as well, so averaging 116, so just slightly less. The only reason I've taken him out of my side um, is there's been a bit of chat, and I know you shouldn't read too much into this stuff, but it's very hard not to, about the D's trying to roll a few more people through the midfield. They had a really tight midfield rotation last year where sort of Petrarca, um, Oliver, and Brayshaw really dominated the midfield minutes. And they've talked about trying to get, you know, harms back in there and a few other players some time. So while it won't impact his role, you're right, he'll be pure midfielder the whole time. I do just think maybe they try and, you know, for 10% of games, he's in 10% less uh, center bounces, that sort of stuff. So um, I've got him dropping slightly, but he's a good pick. Um, he may well be in my starting team. Yep. I think I just put a, a few others around him now uh, mm-hmm. in Jack, in Ferret. In Lockie, no and preseason. Even too scary. Yep, uh, and the D suck. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I, I, I used to have a rule of not picking D's players because it mm-hmm. just annoys me when I go to the games and just become fixated with them. Uh, so Gorn's okay because everyone's got him; it doesn't matter. But yep. you know, when you go someone a bit more pottish, it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, mate. Next on my list is Josh Kelly. So I've got him at one sixteen. I think that which is pretty much your one twenty with you know, a game in there that's a 50 or 60 because of an injury. <laughs> yeah, so there enough. you go. <laughs> that's probably think, a more accurate I yes. think uh, I think he'll average the exact same thing as you, but I do think he'll have a game where you know, he probably goes off at halftime or just after halftime, which brings his average down. Ah, gee, that's smart by you. Yeah, that's it's good it's clever, play. isn't it? Yep. Yeah, no, you're, you're probably bag on. Um, yeah, no, good. We've spoken about Josh. We, uh, I, I think he is the one that at some point, and yes, I predicted it would be last year and then uh, COVID, but at some point I just feel he has a high 120 season in him um, and I just uh, can't wait for that season to occur. Uh, what are we up to? Number seven? Number seven on our list? Yep. This is going to be the first player that I think you definitely do not have in your top 10. I Matt have Crouch. Matt Crouch at number seven, um, averaging 116, so the same again. Yep. Um, up three points on last year, very <laughs> minor. He's, he started really average last year um, and he came home. I think his average was close to 129 for about the last seven or eight rounds of last year when the Crows were half decent. Um, no, he's lost his brother. And I know he's not going to average 129 over the course of a season, but I just think in such a young team, somebody has to get the footy. And it's the same reason that Rory Laird is such a lock. Um, and I, the, the fact that I think Rory Laird will score 110 plus uh, in my mind, I just can't see how Crouch wouldn't do the same. So I've got him at 116. Um, pretty unexciting pick because he, he's not a player that has 40 possessions and 200 super coach points. His 40 possessions get him 130. Um, but I still think he'll end up in the top uh, 10 midfielders. Yep. I don't like it, uh, but fair enough, mate. Do you not like it because it's because he's uh, of his ratio and he's a bit boring, or do you not like it as in you think he'll average a lot less than that? I've got him averaging 109, so it's not that less, that much less. Wow. Uh, fair but- bit, though. Yeah, I don't think he's, he hasn't really proven, as in 109 is a fair bit or a fair bit less than what you've got. 
A bit less, so like seven points difference. So you've got him dropping four, I've got him jumping three. It's not massive, yep. I know, but like I, I just am intrigued to why you think it'll get worse than last year when he got dropped after round three last year. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I if, uh, he hasn't proven it. Proven he can do it over a long period of time, really. Uh, mm-hmm. Like his whole, his good scores uh, and his, even his good years are based on a purple patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think a 116 type purple patch is sustainable for him over the course of a season, uh, just in the way that he gets his points. So, you know, he has games that are sub 100 more often than these other names that we've mentioned. So, you know, if he's on the wrong side of the quantity of those, then, you know, he doesn't get that average. So, yeah, I just, um, I, I just don't think he can do it over the course of the season. I think you'll definitely have a patch where he does go 116. So like if you trade him in at round 10, he could be an extremely good pick. But, you know, starting him over the course of the season, don't think he's going to get that high. Yeah, no, that's fair. And that, that's why I've taken him out of my starting side from, I don't know, a month or so ago. Because I do think he'll be a good upgrade target because he does have those games. Mm. He has an 80 in him. So, anyway, all good. Who you got at number seven, mate? I got Bond, mate. Uh, I want to put him higher. I've put money on him for the Brownlow, as I do every year. And one year will actually win money and <laughs> you break even at some point. Yeah, uh, He's just so, he's so good. He's just the best player to watch. And I am not as concerned as what I was about his role uh, with Trelaw in the side, because, you know, he is one of the best midfielders in the game. You leave that in the midfield and he kicks more forwards as a, more goals as a midfielder, a bit like Dangerfield. So yeah, I, uh, I see him averaging 116. It could be a lot more, uh, but he's also a, an upgrade target just because he does historically start the year a little bit slower uh, than he finishes them. So, yeah, he'll definitely be hopefully coming into my side at some point because I just enjoy watching him play. Fair enough, and I totally get it. I don't pick, I don't have him, and I don't think I've ever had Bont now that I think about it. Um, not because I don't like watching him. He's unbelievable. But those players that are that good scare the bejeebas out of me because if, yeah, if I'm against the Bulldogs, all I worry about is how to stop that guy because he's the best player in the comp. So I've got him dropping to 110 um, almost exclusively because of Trelaw. Again, mm-hmm. there's, there's another midfielder coming in and I just don't, I don't have the confidence to put 120 plus points on any of these Bulldogs mids. Um, yep. So got him just out, but yeah, fair, fair call. Number eight, uh, Jack Steele, 116 points. So he'll drop away a little bit, but um, I still think he's been elevated to captain. It's not as though all of a sudden his role is going to reduce. So uh, whilst I think last year he was spoiled, a little bit in in some games with some intercept marks right in front of goal and a few of that a few of those sorts of things. I still think he will be a top ten mid. Yeah, fair enough, mate. You've got a lot of mids averaging uh, really highly, really high this year. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see if that occurs. Uh, I don't have Jack Steele. I don't actually have him in my top ten. Just misses out. Uh, my next one is <laughs> I like this ironically because you know you just banged on about the. Jack Steele like you do all of last year. Mine's Petrarca, uh, <laughs> the actual inaugural winner of the street in Osbrownlow. So, yeah, I've seen him uh, 114. So that's a slight drop on last year, but uh, mainly because the quarters are, you know, sort of been drawn out to what they historically were in 20 minutes. And he might not have the tank for that as many midfield minutes as he did last year, but he's just a gun. He was my other Brownlow bet. So, uh, yeah, I think he'll go 114 just because he has massive games uh, and he's not and he's pretty handy forward if he does go there 
Uh, yep, fair enough. And as you point out, I don't have him in the team. Uh, this is classic. I'm still on Team Steel. You're still on Team Petrarca. Um, he's not too far out for me. I've got him averaging 112, uh, so dropping away by about six points on the year. I just don't like players that have had such a massive jump and gets more attention. There's more people going through that Melbourne midfield, like I said. So uh, no for me. Number nine, I've got Zeret, your boy. Um, uh, I also quite like him, but um, I don't know that he's ever made his way into my side and I'm just not overly excited by picking him. So I think I'll probably go otherwise, but I do like him as a pick. And I've still got him averaging essentially the same as last year, dropping away by one point down to 115, um, mainly because they don't have strong feelings towards him. They've got a couple of young mids that they want to get more time through to with your boy, Caldwell, Langford, spending more time in there, McGrath, they want to keep exposing. So I just think it'll be more of the same for Zeret. Yep, I disagree. Uh, all right, mate, next I've got <laughs> is um, five. I've got five. So 114 uh, just because, you know, he has monsters. And uh, even with that split, he'll still play decent midfield minutes and he just scores. So, yeah, number mm-hmm. nine for me is uh, is Fife uh, and we've already spoken about him. Cool. Well, number 10 is the, in, on my list anyways, the guy you shouldn't overthink, Paddy Cripps, is who I have averaging 113. Um, he's gone 117 before in the past. He's had an uninterrupted preseason um, there's no reason that he shouldn't be up back around this number. And honestly, the very next guy that I had was his protege, Sam Walsh. And so I couldn't bring myself to put Walsh in the top 10 and not have Cripps in there after everything we've said all preseason. So I've got Cripps averaging 113 as my 10th uh, highest mid, mate. Fair enough, mate. Uh, I've got the same. So I've got Paddy Cripps 10th. Uh, Sam Walsh just falls out. So, yeah, I think uh, Paddy Cripps, you know, we, we forget that he averaged, I think, over 120, didn't he? A couple, you know, two years ago and has yeah, historically scored yeah. really well. So, yeah, 112 is, uh, yeah, midfielders get that all the time and, and Paddy's definitely capable. So, yeah, he, he rounds out my my top 10. So, there you go. Is that 90% of players the same? I think we had one difference. I had Bont, you had Jack. Uh, uh, I didn't heads. have Petrarca either, so two different. Oh, yeah, sorry, Matt Crouch, 80%. There you go. Yeah, yeah. so pretty similar, which, I mean, is not staggering. But, um, yeah, it is interesting to see where we sit. A couple of the guys that you had just on the outer, mate, who were who were the next in? Yeah, so Sam Walsh, like we spoke about, uh, I really want to start Sam Walsh. I'm not going to because I think you'd just be able to get him during the season, uh, you know, if he does play inside midfield and score really well. But yeah, I, he's one that, you know, he could increase his average by 10, 15. Uh, so really, I pick that we both got him in draft as well. So we'll be following him closely and, and cheering for him, which is good. Uh, then I had Jack Steele. Oh, no, nothing groundbreaking there. Uh, and yeah, and in terms of like someone different, I don't mind Taylor Adams. Uh, I feel, I feel that he could uh, he could take that next step. He's proven that without Trelaw on the side, uh, that you know he can average sort of those you know mid teens. So yeah, he's one that once again injury prone. So probably will have an injury game or two, which brings his average down. But like him and mate, every year I just like Tim Kelly. I reckon he, that kid's got so much potential. Don't think I don't, I'm not saying he's going to be top ten, uh, but he's one that yeah he's just. With these new rules as well, uh, the side he plays for, yeah, I just think he's, he's that player that could definitely increase on last year um, and wouldn't surprise me if he's sort of, you know, high 106, 7, 108 type uh, average. So they're, they're mine. 
Wow. Rightio. Well, the irony is, and I, you would have seen me throw my head back when you said Taylor Adams. He was my next in. So, uh, um, copied me. Yeah, totally copied you, or I'm just <laughs> sick of the way that we think. A um, couple of other ones. Well, also, side note, Tim Kelly, I've got him as my 52nd ranked midfielder. So, we're equally uh, massive on him, clearly. That's right. I just wanted um, to go something different, mate. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You do you, buddy. Um, other, other ones that I feel like are right on the edge, uh, Jared Lyons, I feel like will just be exactly the same essentially is what he did last year, maybe dropped away by a couple of points. You hated that pick, you hated that yeah, pick last year when I talked it's about so it. It's so boring. It's so boring. Boring. Like, I'm not, I'm no not going to take No him, one's but... ever had him in Supercoach. How's that boring? Yeah, true. Okay, do it. Pick him. No, I don't want him. I don't yeah, think he'll be okay. that good. He's, he's right. pushed out to the wing a little bit. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and I also had uh, had Adams in there. And then the other one that we haven't touched on that I probably am, I reckon I'm bigger on than you are is Luke Parker. Uh, I've always liked the way that he plays and in such a young Sydney team, I do feel like there'll be a a greater skew of Mm. points towards the more senior players and coming off 107 uh, last year, I wouldn't be surprised if he cracks 110 this year. Uh, So I I quite like him. Mate, question for you, Matt Rao, what do you got him averaging? Uh, 101. There we go. I like it. You're even braver than me. You're even braver than me. I've got him at 105, uh, and I thought uh, I might be unique there, but there you go. I like that. And and either of those outcomes, he is a bad pick. That's what I would say. When there's Tim Taranto there who will be just as good and is cheaper, um, or you just find the cash to go for a premium, that's that's interesting. Yeah, mate, there's, there's, there's a few players I'd go ahead around. I wouldn't based on ownership, but like I like you, yeah, even like Jai Simkin, Warple. I honestly reckon all those players that you know those couple and a few others would out average Rao. Uh yep. so yeah I feel that having said that I feel that Rao could do well to start the year once again but it won't be sustainable for him over the course of the season like it I'll quickly recap my top 10 you do the same mate and then we'll wrap this thing up so I've got Lockie Neal at one Josh Kelly sitting up there at number two this is the year I'm telling you Tom Mitchell uh, despite the fact that we haven't seen him at number three Nathan Fife at four Jack McRae five Clayton Oliver six Matthew Crouch at seven Jack Steele eight Merritt at nine and Paddy Cripps at number 10 mate I like it, except for merit, way too low. Uh, I've got Lockie Dio at one, Tom Mitchell at two, Jack McRae at three, Ferret at four, Clayton Oliver at five, Josh Kelly at six, The Bont at seven, Track at eight, Fife at nine, and like you, Paddy Cripps at number 10. There you go. Well, uh, not too many differences, but enough for us to have a bit of banter over throughout the year. That is for sure. Hopefully you enjoyed and this might have helped you uh, solidify your side. As we said, less than 72 hours until round one. So get cracking. We'll be back in your ears again uh, tomorrow with the forwards. Not going to bother with the rucks. I mean... The top two are pretty straightforward. We could probably we could probably do that now quickly if you want. Yeah, uh, I've yeah, got maybe. I've got I've got Gorn then Grundy. You? Oh, I've got Grundy. That no, yeah, I've got Gorn then Grundy. Yeah, okay, okay. cool. Uh, we'll release that as a separate twelve yeah, cut, second cut show. Cut that one up. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we'll be in your ears again tomorrow.